0: Welcome to Film Fight Club, the show where we don't talk about film, we fight about film. I'm Glenn Falconsland from Falcon Screen, and we are joined by freelance writer and critic Virat Nehru. Hello, hello. And Sydney filmmaker Chris Evans. Hey, guys. Now, we've got a big show planned, but first we're going to go through the rules of Film Fight Club. The first rule of Film Fight Club is, Chris? You do not talk about the rules of Film Fight Club. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> now, the Sydney Film Festival, It's tonight. Wednesday night. Oh my god, it is! Ah!
1: Oh my god, it is! It is the festival. I know. It's the only time when I'll, I'll ever, ever be socially relevant.
2: It's the only time that we seem to be relevant, in general. It's the best time of
1: year.
0: It's so
2: exciting. Yes,
1: it is. Also, it's the only time I have friends. <laughs> we're, we're, we're friends about the year. Our
2: lifestyle <laughs> suddenly seems relevant. And yeah, our, people our come up to me and they want relevant. things
1: from me, like film tickets. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yes, and
0: please do come to City Film because there are, there will be many tickets just around available. But speaking of, we are very excited because you know we've left it pretty late, but we have schedules to plan. Yeah, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It it's the, a big... basically yeah the the big issue whenever there's a film festival is clashes. It wouldn't be a, f- a good film festival without a movie you really want to see, but you absolutely cannot, because it's clashing with the movie that you cannot
1: unsee. Exactly. That you must see. The Sydney Film Festival, where there are films, sadness, tears, vivid, and a lot of rain.
0: Yeah. Be- and a lot of running between theaters, like a lot of that.
1: Yeah. Um the one- do not become a marathon runner by the end of the Sydney Film Festival... You cannot become much in life.
2: One of my most memorable Sydney Film Festival experiences was the run between the end of Snowpiercer and the start of The Tale of Princess Kaguya in the rain um, between State Theatre and Event Cinema's George Street. And when I say run, I mean it was like a sprint the entire time and one, and it was like a struggle not to slip on the ground because I picked the wrong footwear. And there was one other guy who was running the same route and we we locked eye contact and we had this look like, what have we become? But we carried on, and we saw two awesome movies, and that's what Sydney
0: Film Fest is all about. Well, I've got, I had this experience on the second Saturday, because I've got Good Time, which is the new Khan edition at yep. Dendy Newtown, and then I have about 20, 25 minutes, maybe less,
2: to get from there to the State Theatre to see uh, Beguile. It's doable, I reckon, just a train from uh, Newtown to State Theatre, but it could be tight, because the Newtown ones come pretty rarely. They do. But look, we have there's a lot of films, and unfortunately,
0: there's also a lot of clashes we have to work out. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, So, speaking of which, uh, tonight, there's a couple of films playing, one of which is Young Karl Marx.
1: One of us is pretty keen on seeing that. Yes, from Raoul Peck. And you all know how much I love Raoul Peck, because he's also directing I'm Not Your Negro. So, I am going to do the service and watch both of his films, so I'm very keen to watch The Young Karl Marx, but... There's somebody, th- somebody's seeing going something to watch
2: else. Yeah, I'm seeing Belle de Jour. I think it's very telling that you said that you're seeing the young Karl Marx out of service to Raoul Peck. I acknowledge that I am not your Negro is an interesting <laughs> film. No, I, I'm inter- interesting. Inter- no, I'm sure. I'm sure it's really good. Um, I will see it, but you could not pay me to see the young Karl Marx over a reportedly ravishing, glorious restoration of a Louis Brunel classic with the equally ravishing Catherine Deneuve in it. Um, why do I you want to see... I think the use s-
1: of the word service that you did there. It took right. me a while to get there.
0: <laughs> so, so there's a couple of Role Peck films playing at the festival. You know, Maybe you should see this one that Chris is going to see.
2: I'm Not Your Negro? Yeah, I, I think the young Karl Marx is kind of like the also-ran, like, it's a stodgy, period, pick. <gasps> but... How can you Whoa, say that? Fired. Whoa, Yeah.
1: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait till I talk about Ooh, oh, okay.
0: That, that's, that's coming up late. Octa is the closing night film, of course. But there's another couple of films, uh, including one that I am very excited to see, a very literal film called Game of Death. This is a film where teenagers, people who look like teenagers, but probably a little bit older, uh, have this Jumanji type game where they just kind of have to start killing each other. And I think, you know, there's a... It's so stupid, Glenn. It's so childish. It's it's a horror film. It's part of the schlock horror strand. It's
1: it's, Oh, yes. It's like every slasher film ever. It's like disaster movie and every teen movie rolled into one. So tell us about the film you want to see where Aubrey Plaza is a nun. Oh, my God. It's called (laughs) The Little Hours. And that's a comedy because that's what humor does, Glenn. Humor is supposed to be funny and subversive. And all about nuns, okay? Nuns are funny. Nuns are funny. Yeah. Um, Get Deep to the Nun, The funniest line in Hamlet. And
0: and, and John C. Riley, and... Yeah, it actually does look kind of fun, I gotta say. I know, I know. Game
1: of Death, though? Like, honestly, Uh, uh, the uh, title is such a giveaway. I'm, like, I'm bored already. But Game of Death. Hasn't that that
2: title already been used? Isn't that like a Bruce Lee film? I, I can never respect a film that steals the title of another. Like, you know, who... Enjoyed Crash, also, the Best Picture literal, winner over like, the like car Glenn crash said, It's sex such movie. a
1: literal film, Game of Death. Like you already know what's going to happen. People are going to play a game and they're going to die. Yeah,
2: imagine if Jumanji was called like Game of Being Chased by Animals.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Robin,
2: Robin Williams in to... the run. <laughs> yeah, Game of Robin Williams Trapped in the Floor. <laughs> I, know, I would, it's... I would go to see that. But Game of Death isn't quite as interesting on the literal stakes. So
1: I know because death is not a game. Death is just that death. Hmm. Like, you die.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, But there's another couple of films on that night as well, including The Untamed.
2: Yeah, I'm repping for this one because the Sydney Film Festival is all about expanding your horizons. It's all about weird movies that you might not otherwise see. And, you know, this is a erotic sci-fi movie. Um, enough said from Mexico. It sounds a little bit like Under the Skin to me in that it's about a... Um, you know, it's pushing sex and um, issues of representation of women uh, by the sounds of it. I was fascinated by the description of this film, but apparently Glenn was less enthused. Glenn was a little less enthused because he has something he's very, very excited to see that night, and that is
0: Brigsby Bear. Now, this film is not just a critically acclaimed film. It closed the con
1: critically. You guys are referring to yourself in third person. That sounds so, so pretentious.
0: It's... it's we talk about this, this entire episode about you know, yeah, film
1: festivals. Okay, all and, right. Yeah, look,
2: sure. I'll. It, it, it sounds to me like indie quirk. The movie, you know, the untamed sounds to me like an interesting metaphor about sex and what it is to be human. What is Brigsby Bear going to give me other than an SNL actor striving for credibility?
1: No, you have Brigsby and a bear. But you have a lot of
0: great SNL actors, and it's a great premise. A guy's only ever been exposed to one TV show, and and after 26 years, he comes out of the wilderness, and this is his entire context for the world at large. It sounds like incredible,
2: Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt crossed with... Frank. Frank.
1: That's the one. Frank was a great movie. Exactly. And also, it sounds like you don't like Mark Hamill, Chris.
0: Okay, it has Mark Hamill.
2: I do like Mark Hamill, but... He's he's in a lot of things. He's in he's in the, he's That's in the Flash. Low. That's slow. That's slow. And uh, Kingsman. You, okay, fair point. He's in a lot of good things. So <laughs> yes, all right. You, uh, you are fave. weakening my, my defenses. Usually, it's a decent indicator of quality. We'll have to see. But right now, I'm telling people to go. You know, Briggsby Bear's main appeal is it's weird, right? If you want weird, why not go weirder? The Untamed. Ah, uh, but there are many other options on Thursday night as
0: well and one of which is King of the Belgians.
1: Yes, yes, gosh. I I love, look, I love satire, and I love mockumentary, and I love humour, and I think I just want, there's some really good, funny films, and I just want to be entertained before, there's so much depression, and it's just, the world is coming to an end, this kind of vibe going around, and I just want to be told, no, yeah, it's this, always been
0: absurd. This it's so okay. fun. You know, King going on this road trip. It's kind of like a road trip meets Tintin meets, you know, Eurotrip. It
1: it also, when have kings taken a road trip? That's not happened ever since Emperor's New Clothes, probably.
0: <gasps> wow. Emperor's New Clothes. I haven't seen that in like oh, or,
1: or, or was it the... I don't know, any Disney movie of that kind. It's Emperor's
2: New Groove, guys.
0: Yes, that's (laughs) the one. Thank you, Chris. Sorry. Coming to the rescue. Of course.
1: But (laughs) what what I'm going
2: to
0: see, what I'm really excited about is Ellipsis. Now, this is the Sydney Film Festival, and we should see films about Sydney. What's remarkable about this is that David Wenham conceived this in a very short period, in the space of weeks. And shot it all within nine days, and it all takes place within one day, one night. It is like before sunset, but in yep. Sydney.
2: It's a mostly improvised movie, right?
0: Uh, part. I think parts. Yeah. Like right, they, just, right. they, they Like they go around. I'm sure they go to like the and the rocks and okay.
1: Explore the city. I, at I, night. I do love that. Richard kind of Linklater. If he was dead, he would be alive again, and then die. <laughs>
2: right. So what what do you want to see instead?
1: And then I will offer my snide opinion. No, you can just offer your snide opinion before. Oh, you know I'll do it anyway. Oh, 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 However,
2: the, I, I think I think you, you're the one who's seeing a, a movie instead of that one and this night, right? Um, there, will, there, will, there, yeah. be, there will be many, many more films to discuss, many more snide opinions
0: to be had. We're going to go to a quick break, and we'll be back talking about the remainder of what is going to be an incredible festival. Stay tuned.
1: <laughs> UTS is number one again ranked as Australia's number one young university for the third year in a row because we harness the best of youth, the curiosity, contagious energy, and belief in a better world. Join us for a Course Info evening. For options, dates, and other details, go online and search for UTS Course Info Night. UTS, sponsors of 2SER 107.3.
2: Sydney Film Festival is on right now and must finish on Sunday, June 18. Hurry to sff.org.au to choose from hundreds of films on offer at 12 venues across the city, from the beautiful State Theatre to the Ritz Cinema in Randwick. Dramas, documentaries, comedy, horror, music, you name it, you'll be spoilt for choice. Book online or call 1300 733
1: 733 Sydney Film Festival, sponsors of 2SER. World-renowned scientist, humanitarian, conservationist and UN Messenger of Peace, Dr Jane Goodall returns to Australia with her message of hope for the future. Think Inc. and the Jane Goodall Institute Australia invite you to enjoy a rare opportunity to witness her on stage on June 23 at the Horton Pavilion. Info and tickets at thinkinc.org.au Sponsors of 2 ser 107.3
2: And we're back with Chris's snide opinions on Film Fight Club. Yes, as promised, I needed to add my two cents about Ellipsis. Okay, on paper, this could be good, but do we trust that a, as far as I'm aware, first-time director in David Wenham is able to pull off like a movie that's basically been entirely improvised? It sounds like that could go really wrong.
1: He's Australian.
0: Look, he, he was one of the better parts of the new recent Pirates film, and he's made some oh, great, no, the, great, yeah, great, the Yeah, guy,
2: The guy's got great talent, but like... Yeah, this could really work or really not. I would if you told me that this was like being put together by someone I fetishize, like David Lynch, then I, you know, I would be like, did we all just in. compare David <laughs> to David
0: Lynch? <laughs> the thing is, he's a guy one of my who's been involved in cinema for years and years and years, and has conceived of this project for a long time. I'm pretty right. confident. I think okay. could be quite good.
2: It could be really good as long as uh, you know, it's really a test to him, right? Show off his directorial chops, but he's taken a challenging, thi- you know,
1: movie to do as, as his first. One. On, on a slightly serious note, I think Sydney needs a movie about itself. I think. Oh yeah, you don't time. have movies about cities in that sense.
2: Yeah, I agree, and I I love the idea of um, filmmaking that's done in a semi guerrilla style, and it's just like you know showing you the reality of the locations and.
0: Yeah, it was like one yeah. camera, one guy to hold up the the light, and it, that was it. They were just it's like that...
2: You could have seen them walking around Town Hall. It's like the way that I make films. Um, I love that mode, and uh, so. Yeah, you've packed my curiosity, but we'll see, David, we'll see. We'll Hashtag see. self-promotion. Yep. Now,
0: we are on to the long weekend. The City Film Festival goes through Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and well into the next weekend. And they, we have many Khan films premiering. It's very
2: exciting, one of which is Happy End. Happy End, which will be probably anything but happy, and the name is the most ironic thing since myself. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm repping it strongly, but you disagree, I've heard, Glenn? Well, look, I can see this film, but what I'm really pumped for
0: is Ingrid Goes West. Now, the Sydney film Festival of Cry often be a young generation, and we are part of that young generation, and this is a film very much about us. This is a film about social media. It's at Aubrey Plaza from one of my all-time favourites, Parks and Rec.
1: And you were accusing me of liking an Aubrey Plaza film just earlier? You're such a hypocrite, it's Glenn. Called film
2: Fight Club. Okay. <laughs> no,
1: hypocrite.
2: All right. It sounds like a fun time. But if there's anything we've established on Film Fight Club, it's that I hate fun. And as as I said at <laughs> the beginning, Sydney Film Festival is the only time when we all become relevant. And suddenly the the fun hating will be out in full f- force as Sydney faces a tidal wave of depressing long films. Embrace the 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 grim cruelty of Michael Haneke with a movie if that
1: Anybody's will- listening, please call us and tell yeah. us why Chris can be slightly more fun-loving and a bit less. Yes,
2: Michael Haneke amazing. will tell you about why you're a terrible person and why <laughs> humanity is doomed with a story about rich bad people who fail to help refugees and they're bourgeois and white and it's it's all about why you should just go and die and enjoy it on a saturday night instead of watching a movie about partying or actually partying because that's what sydney film festival is all about
1: this one should be Saturday night we should be having fun with aubrey plaza but we do that all year round
2: and sydney film festival is the time to you know be sad okay, and watch movies, you know.
1: But I think, I think, look.
2: Give them their time in the spotlight. There would be
1: still some depressing people out movies. there. There would be some people out there still who would think, do not understand the ironic nature of the title. They may watch Happy End expecting a happy movie. Or kind of film entirely. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> speak so,
0: just for that, a warning. Now, speaking of films that could be confronting and depressing, uh, we have on Saturday as well a film about the financial crisis in the U.S.
2: Yeah, it's Abacus, uh, Small Enough to Jail, I believe it's called. Yes. It's from Steve James, who is a very good documentary filmmaker. He made Life Itself, the recent film about the film critic Roger Ebert. Um, he's most famous for Hoop Dreams, which is one of the most significant documentaries of the 90s. Um, Abacus, Small Enough to Jail is about a the only bank that faced any kind of legal action in the aftermath of the 2008 financial crisis. And it sounds like they've basically been screwed by the system. I've heard that this movie is actually really emotional and quite a tearjerker. And it's a fascinating subject to approach a, in my opinion, you know, overplayed uh, subject for documentaries like the financial crisis from a very different and very
1: humane angle. Yes, and I, I totally agree, Chris. And I would have been totally on board with this, except, except... I'm very much on board with the retrospective that David Stratton has put on regarding Kurosawa. So I'm going to watch some Kurosawa while you watch a bit of Abacus.
2: Right. The Seven Samurai is up against it. That is quite a formidable foe that I've set myself up for by repping for Abacus here.
1: I mean, there could have been eight, nine, ten, or eleven Samurais, and I still would have chosen them over Abacus because it's small enough to jail.
2: Okay. Seven Samurai is, is big enough that, on the other hand, that you're going to be able to catch it anywhere, whereas Abacus is the kind of movie that, you know... Is might not necessarily stay around in the in the same way that Seven Samurai has. So you I guess made it's made the it's, case does, for yeah. me. Yeah,
0: it does seem amazing. I mean, this is a film where the, there was an oblique reference to this issue in The Big Short, and it's come up occasionally. No one's ever really explored it. And I've got friends who aren't really you know film festival people. They don't see a lot of movies, but they're going to see this.
2: Right, right. That's interesting. Um, look, Seven Samurai is a great movie. Yes. I, I I will acknowledge that. But it seems look, almost look, like look. a waste to see it at the film festival. Fun hating
1: Chris acknowledges a fact. Wow,
2: <laughs> you know it's it's like one of the great films, right? It's not going away,
0: but yeah. you know. But there's something, I mean, there are several Kurosawa films being screened. Seeing them on the big screen at New South Wales Art Gallery, Rashomon, really is something.
2: Yeah, I'll weaken my case by saying that um, <laughs> it, it's totally legitimate to skip all the new movies and go and watch the old ones, which are probably better 90% of the time.
0: But now, Oh, that's a, that's a terrible segue, because we're about to talk about two new films, <laughs> Australian <laughs> films. Um, one of which, uh, both are documentaries, um, one of which is called Mountain,
2: Yes. Yeah, mountain. It's it's like mountain porn. The movie from the director of uh, Sherpa, yes. yeah. which was great.
1: I loved yeah, Sherpa Jennifer, actually.
2: P- Jennifer
0: Peedom Sherpa premiered at the Sydney Film Festival two years ago, and it's spectacular. I'm seeing on the big screen. And Mountain is the follow up to that.
2: Yeah, Sherpa was meant to be a movie about capturing the glory of Everest and climbing it, but that didn't happen that year, so it became a kind of political, uh, like. Crisis movie instead. Yeah,
0: she was there when the avalanche took place. A number of the Sherpa community died and a number of climbers died as well. And this became the focus of the documentary. But Mountain is more about just majestic cr- mountains. and <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> Mountain it's just it's more about it's, it's, it's like a big Great. symphonic score. I think it's got the amazing voice of Willem Dafoe. Oh, uh, you can know, make any film better. Exactly. Um, it, it's basically just going to be like mine eyes being gently pleasured by the finesse of her filmmaking skills. Ah, but there's another film
0: playing as well on a not dissimilar theme, just uh, around the same time.
2: Another eco-documentary.
1: Yes, I mean, depends uh, what kind of pleasure do you want to achieve. Do you want to see majestic peaks and mountains, or do you want to see the entire ecosystem in blue? The entire ecosystem being destroyed by the sounds of it, I think. Well, yeah. we're already doing it, so it's... Realizing it through nature and through the documentary might be a bit better, and it's such a calming, soothing effect. I want to see Natural Geographic on a big screen and make myself feel a bit better well, about myself. One of the blue, from what I've heard, is
0: going to be a really confronting documentary, just the extent to which you have damaged our oceans. And right, right. Whereas, wildlife. so
1: it's going to be, oh, especially in Australia, politically. You know, the oh, topic yeah. of climate change, <laughs> which we don't talk about because it's the Great not Reef. Real, you know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. So I I think this is the choice between, you know, facing the reality of the danger of what we've done to our planet in blue versus just indulging in loving nature through images uh, served to you through electricity. But and uh, and uh, <laughs> greenhouse th- gas emissions.
0: <laughs> but you, you, you could. Look, they're both, all these films are playing at multiple times festivals. So you, you could see both. I'm actually really keen to see both. Right, right.
2: No, um, yeah, about. that is a. That, it, it's just fun to throw these movies against each other, Glenn. Yeah. Why did you have to ruin our party?
1: I know. Like, <laughs> don't bring facts to a film fight. Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm sorry. The, we're introducing a new rule to film Fight Club, which is
1: opinions win over facts. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, so, so it's like oh, so it's like Donald Trump. <laughs> oh wow, I'm
2: getting very political tonight. <laughs> yes, on...
0: Yes. Speaking of political films, Liberation Day is <laughs> ah
2: a nice
1: point. segue. I know, <laughs> right?
0: It's, it's also playing at the festival.
2: Who doesn't love indulging in the weirdness of North Korea?
0: I know. This is a film about the first. It's a Czech band, and the first band to ever play on an international tour. In Pyongyang.
2: Yeah, and the they're a really bizarre band from the sound of it. It's like a metal band, right?
0: Yeah, they're metal. Yeah, yeah. It's, they're it's like,
2: a- yeah, like a, a metal band that uses like fascist imagery, ironically, but are now being led into North Korea, where I don't think they even know
1: what I mean, irony is, and honestly? they're communist, so. Uh... Any band using fascist imagery, ironically, I have doubts about because. That oh is, yeah, I have is
2: actually ironic or not. I have I have doubts about them it too, but just the spectacle of watching these two things colliding is what has my interest.
1: Yeah,
0: and the Sydney Film Festival have ama- an amazing record with uh, films about North Korea. Under the Sun was on last year; it was a great mm-hmm. picture. But this is up against a film I'm very excited about. This is Kay Oh, from director Ho Ye-Hung. This is. Kara Hui's return of, after a number of years, and she is, uh, it's a very John Wick style film, and she plays a now housewife who, for a life of crime, who has to come out and kick a lot of ass.
2: So it's like classic Hong Kong action.
1: Yes,
0: meets, uh, you know, taken, and a lot of the modern action films we're seeing now, and yeah, <laughs> it looks looks pretty great. Probably
1: more interesting than a lot of modern action films, actually, so yeah.
2: That sounds interesting, but what can be more interesting than Kim Jong un and his haircut? Being confronted with fascist all, all, all the, metal or all the, all, the, all the, what, eight haircuts people. that are allowed in North Korea.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, you know, that's not true. That's, do not believe everything you hear about that. There are many other hipster haircuts that are also allowed <laughs> in North Korea. <laughs> and, and, yeah, so that's a little bit of
0: information about North Korea and Film Fight Club. And we are going to be right back uh, talking about the last little stretch of the city Film Festival. There are many, many more films, to, so stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: Unlock your creative potential without giving up your day job. NIDA Studio courses run
0: part-time across weekends, offering pre-professional training for ages 15+. plus. Guided by Australia's leading practitioners, you'll develop skills in acting, directing, writing, filmmaking or musical theatre over 6 or 12 months. Audition June 24 for a July start. Get details at nida.edu.au forward studios. NIDA is a proud sponsor of 2SER. And we're back on Film Fight Club. We've got a few more films to get through. We're pretty excited about the schedule, one of which, which is screening on Sunday the 11th of June, is Popeye.
1: Yes, this is a film I'm really excited about, about a man traveling through the continent with an elephant. Crowd-pleaser by the sound of it, right? Existentially. But, you know, you need a bit of rapid introspection sometimes, and it's supposedly a very funny film. and. Because I saw The Hunger Artist uh, last year, and that was a lot funnier than a lot of people imagine. and a lot of these absurdly existential films are the funny ones.
2: Right. And this one won an award at Sundance, right? I'm pretty sure it did, yeah. Yes. So, so that does suggest a certain degree of... Credibility? Crowd. I'm not Possibly. sure. Possibly, but crowd-pleasing at the very least.
0: But yeah. Woman Who Left, is also going to be playing?
2: Yes. Um. As I've said, Sydney Film Festival is all about subjecting yourself to... Trauma. Toward, yes, to ordeals that you might otherwise avoid in the cinema. It's about going through things that normally wouldn't be given a release because they've been deemed too painful for mass audiences. So I am telling you now to avoid this crowd pleaser from Thailand and instead go to the four hour Filipino black and white epic, which is inspired by uh, Dostoyevsky and I've heard is just punishingly brutal and cru- uh, look at human frailty and human cruelty. But... He is a very undersung director who has an incredible visual sense and he uses the length of the movie to create really meditative um, experiences where you sink into the world and the images he's creating. So I'd encourage people who are interested in going to something different to check this out.
0: Well, didn't, was it Arabian Nights a few years
2: ago that was the three hour plus film Oh no, that, Arabian yeah. Nights, that was like eight hours or something yeah. absurd like that. But I,
1: I just had a brainwave, maybe Laugh Earth can make a sequel to a Woman Who Left called The Audience Who Left.
2: Right, right, right. But uh, I'd encourage them to stay, and this it will, I don't know, it's some other kind of Chris and Verrett film fight.
0: Yeah, um, Ghost Story is Osa playing at the Sydney Film Festival. Uh, this is a new film,
1: Casey Affleck. We don't know a lot about it. It's got Rudy Mara. Yeah. yeah it, 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 short in a very micro-budget feel to it, so it's quite short and secret, a lot of parts. And...
2: Yeah, by David Lowry, the director of Pete's Dragon.
1: Yes, and, okay. Uh, let,
2: let's not he's bring a, that up. He's he's a guy who jumps between indie movies and um like big Disney movies now because he's doing Peter Pan, but he's also known for Ain't Them Bodies Saints, and he's also doing some other awards baitish movie now. But, but interesting upcoming director, really.
0: Yeah, but Chris, um, I, I don't know why you're arguing for this one because
2: you're seeing a film by some director Terrence or something. I don't yeah, know. look, I know. Ugh. David Lowry, who directed Ghost Story, is considered very inspired by Terrence Malick. I say. Why go to an imitator when you can see the original guy still pushing the form with a movie that otherwise isn't going to get be given a release? Uh, One thing I'd like to point out about Sydney Film Festival is a lot of the movies that are programmed there are going to come to cinemas in the weeks following the festival. Song to song, um, even though it has a distributor, it seems like they really don't want to release it this might be your only chance to see it in Australia, at the very least, on the very last chance to see it in Sydney on the big screen, whereas Ghost Story is coming out in, like, four weeks.
0: But, Chris, the thing is, like, this is a film, the synopsis is basically Ryan Gosling in L.A. trying to be a musician or actor. It would be big, and I think I saw another film about that very recently. I think I saw it in a future. I think everyone saw it. I think one almost one Best Picture.
2: It yeah, It's quite big. Yeah, but that movie won't have philosophical mumbling while he walks around in circles and the camera does cartwheels. Which is why you should see Song to Song. You, um, yeah.
1: CD is stars. Stars. Are you I haven't sold it very well, but basically me. a
2: Terrence Mollick movie is going to be something weird, something visually experimental, something unlike what you'd normally see, which is generally what I'm encouraging people to seek out at the Sydney Film Festival and what is go- guiding my selections this year.
0: I'm Speaking of films you have to seek out to see, there are two very exciting ones straight out of Cannes, Okja and Square. The Square, excuse me, which are both pre- re- screening on Sunday night, and Square won the Palme d'Or.
1: Yes, and I'm so excited about that. Actually, Kudos to the Sydney Film Festival for getting that. And it's not an easy film to get here, especially after it's just one. It's quite divisive. It wasn't a popular pick. It's so, satire. You know, about
2: an art critic.
1: So. Exactly. Satire. I mean, that's not a popular genre anyway.
2: Yeah, and it does sound like it's pretty topical, right? It's, it's about the limits of freedom of expression and um, attempts to curb that and political correctness, from what I've heard.
1: Yes. Yeah, but you don't want to watch that, Chris. No, Just... I
2: don't, because I will always be there for my main man Bong Joon-ho's films. Um, this movie is going to Netflix, but for everyone who's seen it at Cannes has said, this is really a film you want to experience on the big screen. It's a monster movie. It's a spectacle. The... I will go against what I've been saying for the whole of the this episode, which is... See, yeah, I know, right? Um, Chris going back on his on his you know, strongly made proclamations. That will never happen. Happens but, every episode, guys. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but um, I've been telling you to go and watch the punishing, difficult movies all along. But at the very end of the Sydney Film Fest, you're pretty exhausted and... I have had some difficulty watching a punishing long European movie at the end of the, of my Sydney Film Fest in the past. It's actually a great time to just chill and watch something really entertaining and enjoyable. And that's why I'm saying go and see Okja, because it looks like just a fun ride. Yeah, and seeing this
0: on the big screen, well, your only opportunity is to do so. It's something I'm very excited about. I've got my tickets to the closing night. I'm tra- I am not. I want to see The Square, but I'm not trading them in. trade Traitor. Traitor. What are you going to do?
2: We're almost
0: almost out of time. Um, We have a very special episode planned next week. We will be broadcasting from the City Film Festival Hub. Please come join us. Just
1: shout, where is Film Fight Club? You can find us. We'll be the guys fighting. Yep. Also, we might just be sitting casually and like chilling, so we might not be fighting.
2: We might not be, but more likely there'll be like a cartoon dust cloud with fists flying out of it in yeah, a circle. Like, you know? Something
1: from Scott but, Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah, and know,
2: yeah, that'll make like us that. easily identifiable.
0: Yeah. So come find us at the Hub. We will be there. Get your tickets to Sydney Film Festival. It's going to be an amazing couple of weeks. Enjoy movies, and we will see you next Wednesday night. Good night. at all. Good night.